So before we get started, I wanted to tell everyone about our new partners, RIS and Cal. You know, they were founded in 2019 by a nurse and a paramedic who wanted to teach their kids about charity, volunteering, and entrepreneurship. Yeah, and right now, portions of their sales are going to the American Red Cross to purchase N95 masks for doctors and nurses who are on the front lines of this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, you're probably asking, what do they sell? Their most popular product is their Frills cell phone accessory line. Basically, these are wireless earbuds, which are a perfect way to listen to your favorite podcast, Beers and Ears. You know, when I got mine, I opened it up and it immediately recognized it on my phone. I used them the entire time I did my spring yard work the other day. Yeah, I just started running and I I took them on a run and they worked fantastic. So listeners of Beers and Ears are getting some special savings. If you go to fourfrills.com slash shop, that is the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S, and at checkout, you enter the coupon code EARS, that is E-A-R-S, you'll get 15% off your order. And also, if you purchase a new set of earbuds, you're going to get a free silicone accessory case and free shipping. We'll put the link in the description of this podcast. And don't forget to use that promo code E-A-R-S. Let's get started with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And I'm Matt. Welcome, everybody, to another special episode. Yes, it is. This is special episode number two. And Matt, we have a really special guest today, don't we? Yeah, so we have a guest who used to work with me at the Disney store and uh, now is down in Florida. So um, Emily is our guest today. Hello, Emily. Hello. What's the weather like down there right now, but my friend? Um, it is nice and sunny. Um, my watch is saying it's a high of 88 degrees right now, partly cloudy, so not too shabby. <laughs> Matt, 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 I thought we were getting lucky. We have like 70 degrees and, and sunny I out heard. there. 80, 88 degrees. Wow. Okay. It was, it was 58 degrees out and I'm like, shorts and a t-shirt, baby. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So Emily, go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself a little bit. Give a, give people the rundown of who you are and, and what you do and things like that. Um, sure. Well, so I started working for the Walt Disney Company back in 2012. I did a Disney college program. I worked at Animal Kingdom, quick service, food and beverage. Um, and then after that, I did another college program in 2015. Um, I worked merchandise at Hollywood Studios and then also Typhoon Lagoon merchandise, which was really fun. Um, I moved back home to Chicago. That's where I'm from originally, the suburbs of Chicago. And I worked at the Disney store um, for a little around two years. Um, after the two year mark, I visited Disney World on vacation. Something clicked and I'm like, you know, I'm ready to come back home. So I moved here in July 2019 and I've been working for the company ever since then. So just kind of playing things out, kind of just seeing where my Disney career takes me and just kind of hanging around, going to the parks in my days off, living the dream, you know. (laughs) That that does sound like living the dream. Um, I I have yeah. always said I have always said that when I retire, my my eventual goal is to retire down and be a Walt Disney World cast member. You know what I want to do is I want to be an old man working in ye old Christmas shop in the Magic Kingdom is what I want to do. That that is my <laughs> ultimate dream for retirement is to to work at the ye old Christmas shop and and greet people as they come in on their vacations and direct them to where they can get their ornaments painted and stuff. So that is an incredibly specific dream. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you that, you know, I'm, you know, as any of us who are listening to this or three of us who are on this podcast, we are 
straight up Disney fans, but I'm also like a crazy Christmas fan as well. So to combine those two together, that just sounds like the perfect retirement goals right there is that I could go down and work at the yield Christmas shop for three days out of the week or something. (laughs) Um, Emily, what of all the places that you listed off that um, like in the parks that you worked, what, what was your all time favorite? That is a good question. I would say my like home location wise, like the place that was like on my schedule, I worked there all the time was probably either Typhoon Lagoon or working at Hollywood Studios, specifically Sweet Spells, which is now gone. And I'm very, very sad about that. But that was one of my favorite <laughs> places to work. Um, I picked up a shift one time at Momentum Mori, which is the Haunted Mansion gift shop. And that was like a long dream of mine to work at least somewhere close to the Haunted Mansion because I couldn't work attractions, obviously. So that was really fun. That was definitely one of my favorite shifts too. But I think Hollywood Studios or Typhoon Lagoon were some of my favorite places to work. Typhoon Lagoon was just very, very relaxing. You had like the Beach Boys and Jimmy Buffett playing. My like closing schedule required sweeping up sand throughout the store. So I really couldn't complain that much. I really enjoyed it there. So Emily, um, you mentioned that the parks are a daily part of your life, except that's not really happening now. Um, So I mean, for me and Casey, like I didn't have any parks trips planned and because the parks aren't a part of my daily life, don't get me wrong. I'm sad that they are not open, but ultimately it does not have the, the personal effect. Can you speak into that a little bit more as someone who like, that's what you do on your days? Yeah, it's definitely like a huge change in my schedule right now. Um, I I live pretty close to, I'm about like 15 minutes away from them. And so not like, that's basically what I would do on my weekends before work um, or just on my days off, me and my friends would go to the parks. And so to not be able to do that now is just like a huge change. Like I understand what's going on and everything, but like, it's just, it's a huge change right now. Um, it's actually kind of sad, but one of the nice things about it that I'm still kind of grateful for is that we're still able to drive through property and so I can still drive through like the main gate it's actually kind of eerie though because there's like probably one car like miles and miles ahead of me and then one other car like miles and miles behind me so it's a lot different like I can like stop and drive really really slow because no one's behind me and so I I like to drive by like Magic Kingdom kind of go like by the castle see that and then drive by Epcot because it's nice having such huge landmarks like that where I can drive by them and see them and kind of have a little bit of comfort like they're still here they're not going anywhere you just can't go in them right now but it's it's a little bit comforting being able to see that but like you know it's it's funny you say that no it's funny you say that because i i I came across an image on facebook uh last (laughs) week of someone who had driven by a property the castle it was at night and the castle was lit up and however they did this at the contemporary they had all the lights were off in the contemporary except for select rooms and the rooms formed a heart at night and i just I just, that is just, you know, Disney and, you know, yesterday it looks like Disney released a video of all the different parks from around the world and not just parks, Disney store too, thanking the medical professionals for doing what they're doing. Disney store unveiled their giant sign in Times Square saying thank you to the medical professionals. I mean, you, you talked about it, it just makes you feel comfortable because they're still there. You just can't get in right now. I mean, these are landmarks for people that are giving everybody a sense of hope that you know, at some point we're going to return to normalcy. It's just so cool that you get to be there and kind of get to see that in person. And it kind of just allows you to be comforted in this really crazy time. So Emily, which, which park do you miss the most? 
For me, that would probably be well, Epcot's my favorite park. So, and I, I miss that one a lot. Um, I went to Epcot actually March 15th, the day that it was closing, like the, the wow. final day the parks were open. I went in the morning before I had work and it was just, it was, I don't know if it was just because, you know, the first hour or two, the parks are open, the nor- they're known to be empty. And so it was kind of eerie because it was a little bit more empty than usual. So I, I got a couple fast passes. I was able to get frozen that morning. So I rode frozen. Um, I rode Spaceship Earth because I don't know if that's going to be open, if they're going to extend the like the closure for that before they completely redo it. So I just did that kind of expecting that to be my last time on it for a while. So it's just kind of weird because you just don't, you don't know if you're going to be able to say goodbye to Spaceship Earth because you don't know if the parks are going to open before May 26th. So I did that, kind of treated it like it was my last time on it. But I think the park that I'm really missing the most is Magic Kingdom just because it's like the iconic Disney park. And that's the park I usually go to the least because it's always so crowded. And it's not my favorite park. It's always a hike to get there. It's like first world problems when you live here, you understand. But um, it's, it's like just like the magic of it that I miss. And so I haven't been there since like February, which doesn't sound like a long time, but being there like every weekend, that's the park I would go to the least. And so I'm just excited. Me and my sister are all saying that once the park's open, we're going to go rope drop it and just kind of be there and experience it once it's reopened and just kind of get that feeling. It's going to be like a whole different type of experience rope dropping it once they reopen. And so I'm just counting down the days for that. I think that's the cool thing about this is don't get me wrong. This sucks right now. But not just the Disney parks, but anything. Um, I mean, Disney stores or even like your local restaurants. When this all opens up and we all go back in, how much how much better is not the right word, but what different perspective are we going to have on all of these things? And what's the what different are you going to get out of Magic Kingdom when you rope drop it the day after Disney has been closed for two months, three months, however long? Well, you know, it's funny, um, Huffington Post uh, today had an article. So uh, today is uh, April 8th, 2020. Wuhan, the, the source of the outbreak, today was the very first day they opened everything back up. And, uh, you know, I'm an emotional guy. I mean, I, I, I wear my heart on my sleeves and, and I make, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I get teary eyed and cry at certain things. And I, I looked at some of these images of these people who have been in their homes and, and China had much tighter restrictions than, than the U.S. has had. I mean, they literally were not allowed to go anywhere. And if they did, they were tracked via their phone on this health app that they had for 72 or 76 days. They've been in their homes they were allowed to go out today. They were allowed to hug people today. They were allowed to just the pure joy that I saw on these people's faces when they were out for the first time in restaurants, in, in shopping centers. Granted, we're not at that point. And, and I pray to God that we don't ever get to that level. I think the social distancing at the moment is showing that it's working, all the, the, the graphs are updating, things like that. But you're right, Matt, to, to be able to be in any place, be it Walt Disney World, I the, I can't wait until we open our store back up and welcome our guests back in, um, you know, to, to go to a restaurant again, to a shopping mall again, and to hopefully never take for granted again the world that we had just a month ago. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen that that meme on Facebook that's going around that says, uh, if Disney World doesn't 
play for the first time in forever yes. when it opens its gates it is missing the biggest opportunity in the world they need to blare that at every single one of its parks openings we need to blare it at the disney store when we open up for the first time in forever because that's how that's how we all feel right now you know whether you are you work for disney or not we all feel the sense of uh, it's isolation it's lo- it's lonely and so um yeah, I, I'm with you. I just it's those images of of people. You you just see the, the the emotion, the raw emotion in their face as they come out. You know. Yeah. So Emily, I expect that uh, because I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the parks. You're you're going to help us live vicariously through you. That <laughs> so when when it does open, I expect a lot of pictures so we yeah. can like pretend like we're there with you. Yes, yes, definitely. We have a huge checklist of just things that I feel like I've taken for granted that I'm like, I got to do that. I got to do that. I got to do that. Just (laughs) how crazy it is that it's impacting everyone like this. And it's just, I hope this is all finished soon because I miss the parks. Like I miss the magic. So I'm excited. (laughs) But, you know, part of this um, series is what you're doing to keep busy during the quarantine in a Disney way. And so while, you know, the park, you cannot go to the parks, you have brought a little bit of the parks to you. So you, you posted a video, I want to say a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um, about you and, and your friends going, doing a day at Animal Kingdom. Uh, So talk a little bit about that and uh, uh, how that came up and, and what, how you kind of decided what to put in and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I follow a lot of like Disney influencers, you would call them on my Instagram. And so I see like people doing silly things like that, where they get like a green screen, and they just like pretend that they're at the theme parks and stuff. And so my sister and I were just like, we should totally do that. And so we I just like grabbed I have a bunch of just like those little wishables and just like a lot of little like figures that I would keep at my desk at work. And so since I'm working from home now, I had to bring everything back home with me. And so I have like all my Disney stuff here with me I have like my banshees and stuff from Animal Kingdom and so that was like the park I felt like we had the most props from (laughs) and so and I think we had like a lot of great ideas with that one so we thought why don't we do Animal Kingdom we want to do the rest of the park soon like we already started to film the Hollywood Studios one after that um where we get like a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance and stuff but we just haven't finished it yet but um I just we just went on the app TikTok and we just use like there's this green screen, this green screen feature, and we just kind of found photos around Animal Kingdom and just made that the background, and then we just pretended like we were going around the parks, and so that's been kind of holding us over for a little bit. Um, my sister and I actually made one again today where we like just picked out we picked a park so we did magic kingdom we just tried on four different outfits that we would wear at magic kingdom just to kind of give us an excuse to wear mickey ears again so like throw on all of our disney stuff again not wear sweatpants and so it just kind of helps us kind of makes us a little bit more comfortable helps us bring it back into reality for a little bit and so it kind of helps us when we're missing the magic a little bit that's awesome. So a, a couple of specific things, because I'll be honest, I laughed out loud at a couple <laughs> of moments in this episode. Um, um, and I have to be careful because my my daughter is 18 months old and I have to, our, our house is not very soundproof and my laugh is very boisterous. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, and so so I have to be careful. But uh, the first one was uh, the uh, Bugs Life 3D show where you all are just like closing your eyes and walking through it. Um, I, I get the sense that you all, that's not a show that you all love. 
I mean, it's one of the ones I have a I have a different kind of appreciation for it. Like, I think the Hopper animatronic is so cool. Like, I love yes. it. Yes, yes, I geek out over that. But like the show itself, I kind of call it like a torture chamber where I'm like, I do not need to do that. But I actually have like a running joke with one of my friends with that ride where when we're trying to make fast passes for Animal Kingdom, I'm always like, well, we can always do stuff to be a bug. There's always going to be a fast pass for that. And so like <laughs> now that this whole thing is going on, she even said she's like, next time we're going to Animal Kingdom. I'm not going to complain when you want to do Bugs Life because I miss <laughs> the park so much. And so we just thought that it would just be funny to kind of like pretend like we're walking past it because I, I mean, like, I, I don't think it's anybody's favorite ride. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, but like, I'm, I'm just like, I, we should just pretend like we're walking past it because it never has a line. We never do it. So I just thought it would be funny. <laughs> you, you, you say it's a torture chamber every time I'm in there. So I, I'll be honest. I kind of <laughs> like that. I, I sneaky like that show. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not my like first thing I go to in the park, but I'm like, yeah, I can, I can, I can go for seeing the Bugs Life show. It's a cool animatronic. Um, but every time I'm in there, the part where, where Hopper is now taken over and the spiders drop down, some mm-hmm. kid is traumatized and like just screams bloody murder and and it, so it is a little bit of a torture chamber i'll tell <laughs> um, you that um when i went down geez i want to say it was a couple of years ago i was by myself i had never gone on that attraction before it was the very first time i'd ever gone i didn't know what to expect i remember i had i had seen like, I don't know, a, a, a YouTube video about it or something. But here I am sitting in there and all of a sudden those darn bee stings, ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. It's actually a really fun show. You know, it's out there. It's not as good as, but it's still up there with Mickey's PhilharMagic. I love mm-hmm. Mickey's PhilharMagic. It is my absolute, one of my absolutely favorite shows to take in at the Magic Kingdom because there's never a line. It's air conditioned for 20 minutes and it's a fun show. This is another one of those shows that's kind of like that, although it does kind of get hot down there in that waiting area. But uh, it's a fun show. That's a fun show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the other thing that uh, there were two other moments where I laughed out loud. One of them was uh, when you were walking past Primeval World and you talked about how is it open? Is it ever open? And so I'm curious, out of the three, have any of you ever been on Primeval World? I love Primeval World. It is such a fun ride. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it? You've never been on it? I I've been on it. I I don't know. Like I just it was it was fine, I guess. <laughs> it's dinosaur for kids. It's basically what it is. It's I don't know if you know that. The storyline for Primeval World is dinosaur. It's the same storyline. It's just made for younger kids who don't want to go in the dark. Oh. Interesting. Did you not know that? Maybe a, I, I went out when I was in high. I went out when I was in high school. I don't know what's going go, on. That was long. Go YouTube. Go <laughs> YouTube. The point of view video. Go YouTube. The point of view video. You will see that it's an asteroid is an asteroid going to impact Earth, and you're trying to escape the asteroid, and you're 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 going back in time. It is literally the same storyline of dinosaur, but it's made for 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 I would say I don't say younger kids, but kids who don't want to go in the dark. It's still a pretty intense ride, though. I think it's a fun ride. I, it's one of those rides that I don't miss. I, the last two times I've went, it's been down. They've they've been refurbing it or doing something with it. I, I don't know. How how often is it down, Emily? When you're in, like, just uh, what do you say percentage wise when you're uh, in Animal Kingdom? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I I moved here in July. The first time that I've seen that ride open was Christmas. 
<laughs> since July. <laughs> and so we, so I wrote, cause that was peak season. So it was open during peak season. And then my friend and I actually did the animal kingdom after hours in February and it was open for the after hours too. I, I don't know if it was, we got there towards the, like the end of park closing time when after hours started. So I don't know if it was open for the day, but we were shocked to find out that it was open for after hours. So that was like, I haven't been to animal kingdom. I think well, since beginning of March, obviously, but I, I don't think it was open. I, th- I haven't seen it open since that day in February. So I think it just kind of is like off and on a little bit. But I, I know for sure Christmas time is when it'll come back, probably around the summer when it gets busier again, or maybe spring break if we're open during that. I keep forgetting we're closed, but um, for that, maybe. So I, I mean, I, I've kind of seen it off and on. It's kind of hard to predict what their pattern is for that. Interesting. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go on Primeval World next time I'm in. <laughs> it's a fun put ride. It on the, I like it. Put it on the list. <laughs> so the, the, the last part that I really loved, I think it was you. You put the Rivers of Light background and you say, want to go see Rivers of Light? And everyone else you're doing the video with comes into the shot and says, no. And then it cuts. <laughs> yeah. It's Rivers of Light is one of those shows that you you only really stay for it if you got nothing else going on and you only really go check it out if you got nothing going on and you know why it's such a bad show is there's no story i mean that's what disney does best but rivers of light is it's just a boring show i mean it, it, there's just there's nothing fun about it at all and they put all that time and energy into it it, it makes me sad because it could be something so much more the, the soundtrack's awesome i have the soundtrack mm-hmm. but yeah. So Emily, you you were the person on the video that said, "Do you want to see it?" Were you just the sacrificial lamb, or were you the person <laughs> that's like, "I love Rivers of Light." Yeah, I mean, I, it was my idea to do that like little part of it um, because like we have a running joke where we don't really care for watching Rivers of Light, and so I just thought it would be funny because I I don't like it. It's not one of my favorites. Not even my favorites. Um, my friend's favorites nighttime shows either. But I just thought it would be funny just to put in there, just because it seems like a lot of the people like that I follow don't really care for it either. And so I just thought it'd be a funny little touch in there. Like it, it's not like. It's something where like people ask me all the time, should I get a fast pass for it? And I'm like, you could, but you could also get one the same day once you've used your first three. That's usually what I say. There you go. There's always going to be a fast pass for it. (laughs) Can I ask you a a technical question, Emily? So, um, so as somebody who, you know, in, in, in my career, one of the responsibilities I have is to do, to do training. I do, I do e-learning and I do a lot of educational videos and put stuff together. So I'm very familiar with the idea of kind of having to script it out and storyboard it. Did you guys actually sit down and storyboard kind of what this was going to look like, or was this mostly impromptu as you went along? A little bit of it. I think like the Bugs Life part, the Rivers of Light part, we just kind of made up as we went along. But I know I mean, like when we like when I grabbed all of my props, we kind of based it off of what props we have. And so we had the Banshees. My sister is like for some reason obsessed with like the Navi and Navi River Journey. So she has like I made her little Navi ears. So we thought, why don't we use that? She could pretend to be the Navi lady. She has like the shirt and everything. Um, and then we did like the her, her doing and, like, that. Her doing the dance is really <laughs> funny with all the arms. That, that's another great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
And then like I went as Dr. Seeker last year for Not So Scary. So we thought that would be funny. I have like a little oh, mini great. time rover. Yeah. And so we just kind of based it off of what props we had. And we just thought like my roommate, she did the Wild Africa track. So she had like the little name tag. So she was the safari driver. And so we just kind of really whatever props we had is what we based it off of. Like for like the Hollywood Studios one, we have like the wishables for Mickey's Runaway Railway. So we were just going to kind of reenact the ride with those and just kind of <laughs> play around with what we have really this is great this is wonderful yeah. <laughs> so you plan to do this for all four of the parks it sounds like you said you're doing hollywood studios right now magic kingdom will probably be the one that'll be the the craziest because there's so much there mm-hmm. that you yeah. can pick from Huh. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just kind of. Like, I think we we haven't really done it yet, um, but we we have some ideas, and so we're, I think we're kind of just like when we film it, we're just gonna come up with it then and just throw in all the ideas. So it, it's just kind of playing it by ear and just kind of not really having like a major plan with it, just knowing what we want to do for sure, but then kind of thinking about how we want to execute it while we film it, basically. Yeah, it's, gotcha. a, it's a fun balance of of planning it out and improv. And mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, I know we talked about this. It, this is a fun way to bring the parks to you and keep the magic alive. And and to be honest with you, just something fun to do and um, during this time of, of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was very exhausting. It took a lot of time. So, I mean, I would definitely, if you guys have nothing to do, it was a lot of fun. It's a nice little thing to bring the magic home and something funny to watch back later during once all this is over and just kind of look back at it. All right. Well, it looks like it is closing time here at the Beers and Ears podcast. Um, Emily, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Thank you for having me. Um, I mean, I have an Instagram if anybody wants to follow that. It's DSNY Emily, so Disney without the vowels, basically. So if you want to follow me on there, that'd be cool. Awesome. And Casey, where can they find us? Yeah, so you can find us in a number of places. If you've not already joined the Facebook group, just search Beers and Ears Podcast. It is a public group. We're, we're growing pretty fast. So we'd love to have you. Great way to connect with us. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram uh, with the same handle. It's uh, Beers Ears 1928. Again, Beers Ears 1928. And then finally, if you want to email us, you can simply email us at Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. So I think that just about wraps us up, Mr. Matt. I think we should open up another beer. What do you think? Let's do it. Sounds pretty good there. Perfect. Cheers to Emily. Cheers to all the diehard Disney fans that are out there. And uh, I hope you all have a magical rest of your day. Emily, thank you so much for being our guest and have a good day, guys. See you next time.